You're welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. See, I go, I went, Randy, I, I, I did it. I couldn't even get through the first thing I went, and then, and then I went, going, and then Macho going. Man, it Randy Savage. Great. I think was it Macho Man Randy Savage would be a great pirate. Uh hey, so hey, we're Adventures Lolly Gang. We're playing a pirate board tonight because it just came out today officially. Uh, because it's uh talk like a pirate day, and I got my physical copy here. I'm actually very excited because this is the first of the uh the Gen Con games that I bought that uh I get to play. And we get to do another one this week too with Werble. So we're doing some uh, we're doing some pirate stuff. It's a one shot. Next week we'll get back to Steven's wonderful jamming. But for tonight, uh, we're gonna do my uh, my shitty jamming, and then we're gonna we're gonna get everyone killed because uh, that's what pirate Borg is. Um, everyone, as you can see, is dressed in proper pirate attire. Freaking everyone, Steven. <laughs> Freaking Steven. or he's a different kind of pirate. Oh, uh, he lives, he lives in Tampa Bay and he drinks the rum runners and he spends all day on the somewhere. beach looking for metal. Uh, uh, but, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I really wish I would have thought of that. It's such a good idea. I do have my, I do have my like octopus on a pirate skeleton shirt on and you know, whatever. Anyhow. Perfect. Um, okay. Um, I mean, we could just dive in, uh, and we can introduce your characters as we go. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and that'll be that. I think that's what we'll, we'll do. Uh, I am, for those of you who are interested, uh, I am using uh, something else I grabbed at, uh, at old Gen Con, the sinking of Cathagin, uh, which is not, I wouldn't call it like a straight up scenario or adventure. It's more like a sandbox in a way. Uh, and that's, uh, kind of what we, what I, what I kind of messed around with for tonight and we'll see how it goes. So, um, uh, I think that's it. We all ready. We good. Everyone knows how to play. Everyone did a very deep dive in the rules five minutes before we went live. So I think we're all ready to go. Good to go. Okay. Yar. Yar. Y'all <laughs> follow the rules. And anytime you don't talk like a pirate, you lose one hit point. You hear I me? I only have two to start <laughs> with. Well, you better not screw up there, Peggy Peg Leggy Wool. Oh, that was a So very you're saying just by saying this, I died. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, short Jim Gold Jr. He was too young and too pretty, and he's gone now. A fa I don't know. I, I, um, I can't. It's hard to do the voice and then just come up with random stuff to say. All right. Uh, let's let's start then. Um, what do I want to do? Let's um, let's get a little ambiance going. All right. We open. We open to the sounds of the tide followed as the darkness fades we see the wreckage of a ship scattered about the shallows having crashed and been ripped apart by a terrible coral reef the sky is heavily overcast ready to unleash its burden down on the world and the clouds just as the sea is dark but lightning oh such terrible and violent lightning that I forgot to press the button for, but should be coming in about now, periodically illuminates the area. Creatures, we notice, half fish, half human, scouring the wreckage. We see them go through the packaging of, of, of barrels and crates ripped apart, sifting, looking for something, slipping into the shallow, swimming to another part of the reef and scouring again on the shore. Oh, 50 yards north, we see more figures doing the same. 
we see floating around bodies, some sinking now, taken down beneath the water by some heavy, heavy salvage or, or, I don't know, other shit. And uh, one by one, we're going to introduce our new players. As you all are beginning having just just shipwrecked. That's how we're starting. So let's start with uh, start with short Jim Gold Jr. <laughs> Jim, you wake. You you're tangled up within wreckage of your now destroyed ship. You can see it is in utter and terrible pieces. First of all, Jim, what's the name of your ship, or what was the name of your ship? The Matilda. Okay, you can see the Matilda in a thousand pieces falling apart, sinking deep below the waves. You can see these fish folk that only myth and tales have, you know, talked about. You can see them swimming all over the place, and you can see them stabbing some of the survivors here and there. You can see others ferrying a few of you folk to shore. But you wake. You wake, Jim. You're tangled up within some debris. They haven't noticed you yet. You, you, you kind of feel around. You don't feel any wounds. You don't feel like you've been attacked or stabbed yet. You feel the water kind of wafting up a bit. What do we see when we look over at Short Jim? What does Short Jim look like all tangled up in this wreckage? I Short Jim, he's a... He's a wee little fella. He uh, might be called scrawny. By most people. He's got a tiny case of the scurvy, missing most of his teeth. Uh, lots of blood drools as he talks. And uh, he wears a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> no. Hawaii is actually in the setting of the game. It's the dark room. Oh, whatever. Who cares? It's very floral. Colorful, you might say. Very red. Oh, in the dark. Wait, did you wear a red shirt? I feel like you just... Yeah. Okay, well... I got a know. green screen, so I couldn't wear a green one. We know who's going first. Okay, so, Jim, you look around, and you can see that there are several of these fish folk. Big old eyes, scales, but they're they're wearing clothes. Several of them have weapons in their hands, spears, knives, a few of them, these coral-tipped, uh, these coral-tipped staves. And they're like going through the wreckage. And then every now and then when they see one of the one of your human shipmates, they just kind of stab them really quick to shut them up or they drag ones that look like they might be able to be uh, uh, to be dragged. They kind of just float them to shore a bit. And you can start hearing the screams of others as you look off towards that dark, sandy shore. And there's folks that are being folks that, you know, being wrapped up inside of these uh, inside of these ropes. So, uh, Jim, give me one thing that you would do as you wake up uh, and you see this happening. What's one thing Jim would do? Uh, he would hide. He didn't like them much anyway, so he's not going to be the hero. Okay. All right. So Is there a you, barrel I could jump in. You have been well hidden beneath this like floating, you know, uh, wreckage. And so you can just basically stay where you're at. As you're scanning and looking around and trying to stay quiet, you look over and you can see that you are not the only person that has yet to be detected. As we have Peggy, Peg Leggy Wall, you can <laughs> see, who has managed to find this little nook in this very 
uh, a very large coral reef that seems to come up out of the water quite a ways as if it's either low tide or there's something special about the coral you're not sure but you can see she has found this small little nook and she is hiding behind what looks like some kind of canvas so uh, melissa tell us what we see when we look over and we see peg leggy well, so probably the first thing you notice is the peg leg. And so she is uh, furiously trying to unwrap all of this debris around the peg leg because she would like to not drown. And all of these things have kind of gotten caught in the splinters of the wood and whatnot. So she is trying furiously to unwrap her leg so that she can not drown with her 2 HP. And so, short Jim, Peggy, the two of you lock eyes for a moment in the intermittent lightning that kind of crackles and gives you a bit of a moment to look at each other. And then, as you're looking around, Peggy, you notice, yet there is somebody else that you recognize. It's Horatio Rust, who is currently almost playing dead, kind of floating within what looks like a series of barrels, half broken, and just kind of waiting around, eyeing some of these these fish folks. So what do we see, Aaron, with Horatio Rust? So what you see with Horatio Rust is you see a big man, um, powerfully built, shaved head, still got his, his, his busted tricorn on his head. He's wearing kind of a leather vest. He's got manacles from broken slave uh, cuffs on his wrists, and he's got what looks like ropes, rope necklaces layered around his neck, like five or six thick. But he, he's he's much more fluid than you would expect for a big man. And then you see silver dots of liquid start to form on his face, and then you see another face push out an ectoplasmic face and glance around. It's like, I oh, bloody hell. I go ahead and I possess a damn pirate who's going to lose his ship again. Well, I can't be letting on that I'm not this Horatio Rust, but well, if, if I did, if his buddy dies again, perhaps I'll take one of those who are eyeballing me there on the coast. So Horatio, who's the who's the captain of the Matilda? Do you know the who is who's the actual captain? The captain of the Matilda was Captain George Butterfield Royce. Okay. You watch on the shore in as the lightning crackles again. And you can see I'm gonna say that George Butterfield Royce was a rotund man. Very uh very easy to distinguish between several of the other pirates uh, that were on your ship, all of you, anywhere between normal, normal slenderness and some even perhaps emaciated. But uh, but old Captain Butterfield, he uh, he was a stockier fellow. And you can see his body is currently being loaded up by a couple of these cloaked fish folk onto a cart. It's about 50, you're about 50 yards out. Like there's like a reef or a bar, you know, like, and there's a little bit of shallow between like where that, where the reef is, where so many of you are waking up, but you can see off in the distance, uh, old captain Butterfield is currently being, uh, being loaded onto a cart. And as you're watching in that direction, something flashes a little bit in your foreground 
and we see another survivor just kind of float by almost like it's like a giant tangle of ropes and lions and in it we see gaunt i'm not going to attempt to pronounce the rest of your your name what is it again pronounce the whole name there kipser uh so <laughs> Uh, sometimes we really do have to thank uh, random name generators for our <laughs> definitely easy to read pirate names of Gustava Gaunt de Robledo. I agree. <laughs> yes. So what do we see? So what does Horatio see as you're like floating past in the middle of this tangle of lines and ropes? So you probably see um, the... Uh, Maybe they found like a little door that's really only sized for one person while another clings to it before they eventually uh, lose grip and fall off. Mm -hmm. uh, but only one person can fit on the door. Uh, as they smoke furiously, their almost skeletal uh, features you would think were already dead were it not for the constant fumes coming out of them as they uh, hold their musket and glance around at anything that might get close. As you're glancing around, keeping the musket kind of above water, which you you can do all of your you have all your equipment, all of it's either on your person or within close reach. Gaunt, you also you follow maybe the the eye line of Rush. You look over Rust, you look over your shoulder, and you can see on the shore there's like a train of these fish folk and some of your shipmates that have been loaded under carts or dragged in these nets. One of those is a, is a young lad everyone likes, a kitchen boy. Uh, just uh, always smiling. What's 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 their name? Gaunt. What is this young lad's name? Ah, the lad likes to be called Pyro. Okay. Don't know so his you, real name. You see him kind of crouching down, trying to hide. But at that moment, one of these one of these large figures with this coral staff the 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 staff kind of illuminates briefly allows them to see and they just drag the poor kid kicking and screaming and you see a steady train of these fish folk kind of going up over the ridge and northward uh further inland to the island you also can see as you're watching where they go that there is a kind of a vague green glow on the horizon to the north and it kind of stretches all across the horizon it's overall it's a, it's a dark night it's there's storms it's not raining just yet but it's threatening and you can see that every now and then, as the lightning helps illuminate and kind of mixes with that glow, there appear to be spires and towers kind of on, on I don't know, maybe a mile, two miles inward. You're not sure. Not too, a little bit, a little bit of the ways in. Uh, and, uh, and it seems to be that they're all kind of heading vaguely in that direction. There are still a handful of these fish folk around, however, still kind of scouring around looking to see if there's anything to salvage, looking to see perhaps if there's any other living crew to take. And they, that's all they seem to be taking, because unfortunately you all have maybe looked beneath the water or you've looked over on a on a chunk of coral. You've seen one of your shipmates impaled or you see they've been drowned unlike yourselves. They got tangled up in something and and trapped below the water. But it does seem these these creatures are interested in the living. So I'll turn it over to you at this point. You're not alone. You see each other. You're in the water, but you're kind of on a reef still. What do you all want to do? How do you all want to handle this? I think it's time to start doggy paddling. 
Horatio starts to unravel the necklaces around his neck. And you can see there, it's like a, it's actually like a knotted cord. And he's like, oh, my dearest friends, I think we all have to make our way inland. If you continue to get this soggy and salt water, all the fur is going to fall off of you. And we must protect you. We must. And you realize it's about 30 feet of, of rat's tails knotted together. And Peggy has just sort of come up behind you. Um, uh, ahoy, glad to see you are well. Who are you speaking with just then? And you see he, instead of his head jerking around to see you, an ectoplasmic face shifts around to the right, to the left side of his head and is staring at you. Oh, Peggy. Or should I call you Peg Leggy? I've been talking to my dearest friends. Uh, Don't you know? That's, um, so is, should this be a surprise to me or have I seen this before? You've, you've never seen this body talk to rat's tails before because you've only known the host body and not the ghost that possessed him after he drowned during the shipwreck. Okay, so <laughs> knowing that I have not seen this uh, ectoplasmic face before, um, Peggy is going to kind of jump back a bit, and she's got um, she's got a knife that she's going to kind of she's so she's got a, a, a bandolier, um, you know, kind of across her chest, and so she's going to kind of pull a knife out from that. Um, and she's going to just sort of, uh... Oh, come now, Peg Leggy. This fella, he had already shuffled off and down to Davy Jones' locker when I just took his meat and bone sack to move around in. I've been floating in the ectoplasmic sea off this coast for a while now. Not the first ship to crash here, not indeed. I just needed a new pair of boots to walk about in. I am... Not opposed to you walking in the boots. I mean, we don't want to waste them and all of that, but it seems that we have been attacked, and I must find out if you are on our side or not. But clearly I was hiding from the blighters. You've got both my knives on your side, Peg Peggy, Peg Leggy. I've got to find my way off this damn island myself. And since this boat's obviously not going to take me, I need a new pirate crew. Well, I believe that we should be off to find our captain, our captain up there. You be of assistance with this task. Ah, indeed I will there. Let us go on and find the fella there with the floral shirt. He seems to be eyeballing us as well. And he's started doggy paddling (laughs) off the reef in the direction of the shore. There are still these fish folk around. Uh, so short Jimmer, are you, are you trying, like, I mean, when you say doggy paddling, are you trying to like carefully swim from like wreckage to wreckage or are you just kind of going for it? Uh, if there's a barrel or some wreckage I can use to float, I think that would be ideal. And then I would just start. One person door. You cannot enter the door. (laughs) This is my door. I'll <laughs> shove you off if I want to. If you sink my door, I will be very unhappy. I would just start swimming towards the shore, I think. 
Uh, Jim, give me an agility test. Uh, it's a D20 game. Uh, this is going to be... Uh, I'm going to just make this pretty simple. This is a 10. Uh, so D DR10. And honestly, Are you sure it's not strength? To uh, <laughs> I am sure, as agility does, uh, is as an ability score, does affect swimming. Yes. All right. I rolled an 11. And that's with my good. modifier, that's a 9. Okay, that's a fail. Uh so those of you that have not failed a swim test yet, you see a short gym is trying to swim carefully from wreckage to wreckage and trying to get to shore. But you also notice that he gets kind of caught up a bit and he begins to sort of splash around as he seems to be caught. And this has gotten the attention of some of those, those fish folk who are now splashing around in the water you can see a few of them are coming off the dark shores and they're like kind of splashing through and splashing through and they leap up and they dive in and they're moving off in his direction at this point uh and short jim you are now we're gonna say you're stuck in this wreckage as uh we'll say or uh, i'd be drowning uh, we're gonna say there's literally <laughs> two of these fish folk that are coming that are swimming off in his direction uh what the rest do you want to do so oh, Peggy look still kind of has the knife towards Rust, and she's going to say, oh, this is your first opportunity to prove that you are on our side. We are going to flank those creatures, and we are going to save Short Jim. Arr, as you wish there, Peg Leggy. And he pulls out his two knives. Okay. He's, we got to get up close and really make it a nasty, dirty work. Yes, so, but I come up from the back and stab. Distance is the better option for combat. Oh, God, didn't see you there. Glad <laughs> to see you're safe. Floating by on my door for the last 20 minutes. I don't know how you didn't see me. I, I saw you. I, I was a bit distracted by the, the face on our friend Rust that is now a glowy thingy. I'm drowning over here. <laughs> That's perfectly natural for a human to have double faces. I don't know what you mean. All the right. old short Jim there is, uh, he's acting as bait, drawing him off. Are you sure we want to rescue him? <laughs> it is true. He actually does, does bring up a good point. The shore we is now empty. Use their distraction to kill them. Okay. Aye, whatever you wish there, Peg Leggy. All right, so we'll assume then, Gaunt, you take up a position somewhere in this in this kind of coral reef or on the wreckage where you can kind of shoot from a distance, whereas Pegleggy and Rust, the two of you are crawling, swimming, moving off in the direction of where Short Jim is. Uh, okay, so let's see. I'm just going to roll initiative. This is more just to see if you guys can go first, if you guys can actually go before... Uh, before they reach short gym is the question. So in this game, initiative is a, is basically a D6. So one to three enemies go first, and I rolled a two. Uh, and four to six PCs go first. So they're actually going to get there. They're going to get the short gym. And Jim, you realize they're not actually killing you. Uh, you can see that one of them pulled... Like, they're, they're swimming around with great ease. And then one of them... You can see they they reach into their into their these these kind of these cloaks that they're wearing, and they pull out and they just shove something into your mouth. Uh, go ahead and uh, roll an agility. Actually, yeah, roll an agility test to see if you can kind of withstand them effectively just grappling you. Uh, this is going to be dr twelve this time. 
and you be sure that it's not a strength check. Uh, strength <laughs> is fine. You can do strength. Strength is gravel. So, yeah, you can do that. That's a 19. Okay. So you managed to kind of, you're pushing them off. You're, you're still, you're still stuck to this thing. Uh, but the first one, it's trying to shove this thing in your mouth and trying to grapple you, uh, you withstand against, uh, the next one kind of getting a little bit tired of your nonsense is instead going to, uh, they're going to pull out their knife, uh, and then they're just going to just sort of hold it up and make a nice little cut along your neck. Uh, so yeah, so go ahead this time it is going to be agility uh, because it is actually they are actually attacking you and not just trying to grapple you. So it's agility DR twelve. Is uh, that that is what they're going to try to do? And that be a seven. <laughs> okay, so they do manage. Like you're you're thrashing, you're thrashing, and they put the they put this like bone knife up to your neck, and they just kind of cut a little bit, and you can feel the blood begin to pour out. You have one HP, right? That be right. Do you have any armor? That would be a no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Our first broken roll. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, you're going <laughs> to... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what I roll. Let me check their knife. Their knife is a D4. So let me just... I'd be wearing rags. I did actually roll a one on the D4. So you go to zero HP. So <laughs> that didn't take long. Uh, oh, the other thing is, is Devil's Luck. One of the things we didn't talk about. You can roll Devil's Luck. Devil's Luck, you can spend one to re-roll any die roll. So if you wanted to spend Devil's Luck to re-roll your defense test, you certainly could. You can also... You can, you can also to lower damage. You, yeah, you can roll it to, yeah, to reduce it by As a D6. Rust was going to say. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so you want to do that instead? I think I can roll a one. I think so, too. I rolled a one. okay all right so this thing cuts you but it ends up being you're able to keep keep them off enough that it's really just kind of like a a small a small cut more just you know nothing different than uh than like a cut cut when you're shaving uh okay so that is the two of them they have gone they're thrashing around short jim jim is still kind of tethered to this wreckage but has managed to keep himself from being grappled uh, and then it's, I'll turn it over to you all. We can go in whatever order you all want to go in. It's fine with me. Uh, so who would like to go? Uh, so Peggy would like to go um, stealthy stealth. Uh, mm-hmm. So she wants to kind of go in a different direction than Rust went um, and see if she can attack by surprise uh, because she is a rapscallion who has a backstabber as one of her specialties. I think it's fair to say they have not noticed you yet, uh, and they are also very busy with Jim right now. So yeah, you can go ahead and attack with surprise. Okay, so uh, the effective backstabber is that I lower the DR by two, and I deal a D2 extra damage. Okay, so it'll be down to 10, so it's DR 10. These are just straight up 12. Of freaking course. Uh, (laughs) I rolled a lolly, which is a 20, (laughs) which is... uh, so you can also spend Devil's Luck to neutralize a crit or a fumble. So this case is a fumble. So like if you wanted to, to neutralize a fumble and not take that effect, you could. You want to roll above, right? Actually, sorry. Uh, yes, oh, yeah, I forgot. Roll, yeah, it's a roll above. Yeah, Melissa got sorry. me confused. It's yeah, a crit. That's, what, I know. that's a crit. What are we doing? That's great. Yeah. Okay. Do you, you sure you want to neutralize that crit? I would not like to be safe. No. So (laughs) So (laughs) you're trying to trick me and I will not let you. So it is a crit. Double damage. 
double damage and, and I reduce the armor protection armor one, one tier. tier. These have, um, I think Yar. these have D2. Yeah, these have D2 armor. Oh, uh, so I should, now would be a bad time to say I don't know what my knife does for damage. A D4. Uh, knife is a D4, yeah. Thank you. And then you got your bonus from uh, doing this from surprise. Okay, roll my d4. That's a four. Okay. So my damage is an eight. Eight points of damage. Okay, uh, so if that's the case, let me double check. So you sneak up in the water. They don't, like you're, you know, maybe you have your, your a knife and you're kind of swimming around, keeping quiet, keeping Between your Between the down teeth, low. of course, while swimming. Very, very <laughs> Martin Sheen, you know, apocalypse now kind of moment happening here. And then you pull the pull the dagger out and you just and you realize the knife goes in a little bit more it's a little, it's a little bit hard to get in there because like they do have scales but you do manage to find a soft spot and this thing screeches in some sort of pain and you see this terrible black and green blood just pour into the water uh however it does not keel over and die instead it turns to you with its eyes suddenly glowing uh your face illuminated with this great, you think, anger, uh, but you uh, you have done a significant amount of damage to this thing. Okay. Very nice. Uh, Horatio or Gaunt or Short Jim? Gaunt would just take a crack at them. She uh, She's on the door, kneeling. Uh, if she stays too still, she looks like a dead skeleton, so it works okay. perfectly. As Do you want to shoot the aim, one? With the glowy eyes that Peggy just stabbed, that is like lifting. Yeah, that that seems to be the immediate threat. Okay, I think I will take a crack at this one. A little, right ahead. Little dangerous looking, and um, I will roll an eleven. Eleven is a miss, as you need a twelve, but. You can, if you want, uh, spend Devil's Luck to a reroll. Not this early. I also only have two hit points and would like to live a little longer. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Uh, so the shot rings out. And this is loud. Uh, and the the other creatures, these fish folk, these deep ones, I'm just going to use what they're called. They're called deep ones. You all know what it is. The players know. I definitely hit them that time. Did you see the shot? So you... Ah, me, I. Certainly out. heard it. It misses, but there's a giant splash, maybe, or an eruption from the uh, from the wreckage next to uh, next to where Jim is is tethered. Uh, Horatio or Jim? Horatio comes up, and he's got two big fighting knives in his hands, and and they're actually gripped in ectoplasmic hands wrapped around his normal hands, and they're moving much more fluid than you think a big man. And he's just whispering, "Ah, oh, my dear friends." We're going to bathe in flesh, fish blood in a moment. We got to save our dear new friend, Peg Leggy. Got to keep our body safe in case this one falls and we need a new home. Shh, don't tell her, though. And he brings both knives against the glowing eyes of uh, the Deep One. Now, he is a knife knave, so he gets to make two knife attacks uh, at minus two DR. If the first one hits, the second one automatically hits. And he is also a Shakespeare of insults. So every time he rolls damage, he gets plus one to his damage. So we'll see how it goes here. All right. That's awesome. 
Shakespeare of insults. That's good. I like it. A 19 on the dice for a 22 oh, yeah. in total. That is more than enough. Uh, are you attacking the same one that Peg that Peggy uh, had started? Yeah, yeah. He's got. A, he's trying to protect. You know, he's got. He's trying to impress his new crew by protecting them. Sure, sure, sure. Give me your damage. So for the first D four, it's three plus one is four, and for the second one, I got a one, so two, six. But if they've got armor, you might want those separate. So if the first one was four, yeah. and the second one was two. So the first one I rolled a two on uh, a two on my armor, so I I didn't die on the first one, but then the second one would have killed me because the first one put me down to one HP. So your second okay. step. So the first one goes through, and the second one you just get it right in the face. You feel the knife just dig right in this giant bass-like mouth, and it sticks out the rear, the, the rear end. You see the explosion of gore behind, and you pull it back, and the fish just goes limp. There is a second one here. However, I am going to do the whole morale test uh, to see if this one's going to go. But before they would even go, it's it's Short Jim's turn. Yar. <laughs> when I was rolling me equipment, I got a wooden knife. And it might have meant the handle, but it didn't specify. So I think I'm using just a giant splinter to stab at this guy. Okay. Uh, if you want, you one of these just died, and it was carrying a knife if you wanted to. If you think that Short Jim would have the wherewithal to grab the one that Horatio just killed. I doubt he would. He's drowning. That's fair of you. That's quite fair. He also rolled a nat one. Oh, well, that's oh, not good. God. You can spend a devil's <laughs> luck to neutralize the effect of that fumble. What uh, would the not, effect be? It's not worth it. For you, you're using a splinter, so your weapon is essentially just going to break. So the splinter... That it is carrying, a wooden knife. It just... It, it was probably soggy, and so as you go to stab, it just kind of explodes a bit into this soggy, wet splinter of wood, and it the deep one just sort of looks down, looks at you, looks down at itself, and then it just goes <laughs> as it uh, as it is not impressed. And I did manage to roll <laughs> okay on its morale. It's going to stick around for another round. It's going to stick around for another round. Um, My luck be holding true. Okay, so now there's three choices around me. So, and uh, Horatio technically is the one who did kill uh, his brother uh, as they were That's brothers. Fair. Uh, so fair. I think it's gonna it's gonna swing out at uh, this one is instead instead of using its knife it's got a spear, so it's Rude. gonna like okay. lunge out. Um, okay, uh, so D it's still it's still just a dr twelve. So roll dr twelve uh, uh, Jilly normal twelve. Sixteen on the die, which is a sixteen because my agility is zero thrusts out at you you manage to just turn a slightly in the water and it buries the spearhead right into one of these barrels behind you that yanks it free it looks very very frustrated uh you can see as it screams at you you can its breath is just this hideous hideous scent and then we come back Arr. to you yeah fishy bastard i just got this body stop trying to poke holes in it so it's back to you all. There's one more of these deep ones floating in the water. Short Jim is still tethered to the wreckage. What would you like to do? I think Horatio is pretty pissed, so he's going to try to knife this guy. Yeah, go right ahead. 15 on the die, so that's uh, 18 in total. Absolutely, it'll do. Uh, two points of damage on the first hit. 
And two points of damage on the second hit. So potentially nothing. Uh, you got one, one got through on the first hit. Uh, the second one got blocked by its scales. But the first one, uh, the first one, the first one did a point of damage. The second one was blocked. So you stab through and you just, you see it not really wince too much. And the second one is just, uh, cast aside as it comes into direct contact with one of these metallic scales of its body. Uh, the rest of you. Got it. I've got it. I've never missed a shot in my life. As uh, Gaunt spends around reloading their weapon, uh, slowly <laughs> pouring back powder in and uh, setting up the next ball. Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, so then, Peggy or Short Jim? Um, if Horatio had been a little more successful, she would have gone over to try to free Short Jim. Uh, but it seems like there's still work to be done, and mm-hmm. this whole reloading thing is so damn inconvenient back <laughs> at this time. Just <laughs> time out, so I'm, everyone. Time out. <laughs> we get three of these per session. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, shake it again with my knife. Okay. I'm not going to. That was a four. <laughs> okay. As you stab out this thing, I yeah, mean, it's a fish. It. You're in water. This thing's moving around with greater agility than the rest of you are. It's almost swimming circles around you. As we come to short, Jim, Jim, what do you want to do here, buddy? Yar, I think I'd be trying to free myself. Okay. Uh, I think if you dedicate your entire turn to it, you can probably do that without even a roll. Because it seems that'd be good. Because I would fail the roll. That's not true. You're selling yourself short, there, Jim. (laughs) Get it? You're selling yourself short. I made a pun. (laughs) I rolled a four. Well, the difficulty (laughs) was a three, so you succeeded. Why didn't it add me minus two? (laughs) Gosh darn it, short Jim. Just take a freaking compliment. Uh, Okay. So uh, it's going to go again Uh, as this turns around. You guys are in the water here. Uh, The lightning's still crackling. The gunshot ran off. You don't currently see any others running back over the ridge. Uh, But it is going to actually take another shot at at Horatio as it lunges out with this spear once more. Horatio, uh, this is again a DR-12. I got a two this time, so it hits. Okay. Uh, So these spears do a D8. A D8 worth of damage. Uh, and I rolled a four. You take four points of damage as the as the, the spearhead catches you in your hip and you just feel it dig deep and tight. Good thing I'm it's gonna not your body. S- I'm going to spend a point of devil's luck and reduce the damage by a D6. That's fair. That's a, that's a smart thing to do. That's a fella who's played the game before. <laughs> okay. Uh... uh what you got? And it reduces it by five. So okay, so you're good. Uh, it, it it hurt more than it actually is going to do lasting damage. As when you look down at it again, it was just it's just sort of the the spearheads. They're metal, but they have these kind of coral gross on them that just kind of scrapes a bit. And that's all it really was. I've got a hankering for fish and chips. How about you, Peg Leggy? <laughs> I've had enough fish for quite some time. I wouldn't mind an orange one of these days. It says I just to you. need to sh- smoke this cigarette and then I'll shoot it again. <laughs> I thought you were reloading out. the thing. We don't really have did. time for the smokes. Okay. <laughs> Whoever would like to, to, to stab away at this thing, go right ahead. 
or shoot away or drown okay, it. Yeah. Wrap a rope around it, something. Uh, dropping the cigarette quickly, pulling it up. Uh, Gaunt will take another shot. Okay. Hey. Nice. Got it? I got All a right. 16. That'll do. For uh, an 18. Okay. What kind of damage are you doing? I am doing 2d6 damage. I think ranged. you can hit the... There's, I think there's a roll damage button in Foundry you can hit if you want it. Uh, well, I've rolled two dice, and I rolled okay. a five and a one. All right. So six points of damage. Uh, it does get an armor roll. Uh, it's only going to absorb one, so you still... Man so four of your damage goes through. Uh, and so you fire once more. So the 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 thud. Was it, was it was it thunder? Was it the musket? Who knows? It could be anything. There's I sounds the everywhere. Shot you'll ever meet. I never miss. And you see an explosion of blood and and the the tatters of its of its cloth, and then also a little bit of that that shimmery scales as you catch it right in its shoulder or where a shoulder might be, uh, as it's still kind of swimming around. Its fins sticking up in the water here and there. Uh, okay. Peggy or Horatio? Definitely not Jim. Stab it again. Okay, Peggy. That is a uh, 13. 13's enough. Okay, let me roll. I'm not as surprised anymore, so... Uh, Step into a Slim Jim. Bonus. A Slim Jim Gold Jr. It is a 4 yet again. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, again, a lot of that goes through. And this thing is now on its last legs. Can Horatio and Slim Jim Gold Jr. finish it off? I'd be short, not slim. I'm just saying, <laughs> it might have been better to be a Slim Jim, but that's fine. <laughs> well then, Junior, would you be having us go with this fishy man before I try to stab it in a gizzard? I'd be giving you the honors. <laughs> I And his blades flash out again and miss with oh, a no. four. Oh, Jim, it's down to you, matey. That means I be dead. Welp. Thanks for joining us for Adventures <laughs> in Lollygagging. <laughs> we'll see you on Thursday when we're starting a new Werewolf Chronicle. And on Friday for more Conan. I bore you. Bye, Crom. <laughs> Might there that. still be a knife within reach? There is indeed, sir. There's a coral blade. D6 damage. Hurts your hand to hold it. But nonetheless, it's functional. Also, if you reach in my bandolier, I have a hammer and nails that I rolled. So well, perhaps a little you could whack it upside the head. <laughs> Short Jim Gold would never, without consent. Okay. <laughs> I'd be rolling a nine plus one. That is a ten. That is not enough. You want a devil's locket and re-roll as my hair is sticking out me bandana. Oh, there we go. I believe I need to save me devil's luck. I don't know. There might not be another scene. This could be the last of it. These things are apparently tougher than I thought. Uh, Could we okay. perhaps uh, have... Would audience bits equal a devil's luck? Sure, that's fine. Okay. I'm doing I'm another morale check. You'll get another one there if you'd it like to spend yours there. Short Jim. 
it certainly passes morale check. It's like, no, no, I think I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Who's it going to attack this time? It's going to attack Rust again. Keeps attacking Rust. Uh, DR12 agility as it's swimming around once more, trying to stab you with this spear. I got a 16. This okay, time. you do dodge out of the way. It does see it's kind of dipping down into the water, popping back up, stabbing. You know, it's moving around so fast, so quickly that, uh, but Eris nonetheless able to dodge out of the way. Okay, can you all finish it off? Of course we can. I don't know. Yeah, I that don't is know. a nine. That is uh, <laughs> incorrect. Hit. That is, it's a DR-12. You know the DR by now. It's like uh, round 17. <laughs> I will spend devil's luck because I saw that we just had bits. Thank you. Oh, but it came in as a 300, and customarily that is the game master's complication. Well, I rolled a six anyway, so it matters not at all. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'd be Rust. swinging with me knife. Oh, yeah, I got a 15. Nice. Go to 15. That's a D6 worth of damage. Come on, short Jim. And I be rolling a one. Gosh darn it. Just, <laughs> why? Why do you It's try? all right. It's all right. I've totally got this. I'm going to spend a round reloading. <laughs> okay. And then it's up to Horatio. God dang it. All right. All right. I got a 20 for a 23. A natural 20? Natural 20. A crit? Okay. Uh, Double damage. Describe how you kill this thing as you're going to have enough to do it. So go ahead and describe how you kill this thing. So as it swims up, he takes the knife on either side and just slams them both through the big eyes in the front of its skull and just rotates until he can pop the ball eyeballs out. And it just shudders and then you let go. And now both I'm here of I'm here to tell you that one was a he was a wily character. And then he I pops one of the he pops the eyeball into his mouth and chews. But he's got a tasty eyeball. I know, my dear friends. I'll get you some good to spread upon your furry tails here in a moment. <laughs> Highly nutritious. Very good. I am done reloading. <laughs> we've we've taken care of it now, Gaunt, but what? keep that reload for the next thing we need to shoot at. Well, I've never missed in my life. <laughs> I no longer believe you, but I appreciate your enthusiasm. She just wasn't aiming at the same thing you were. That's all. Oh, I, she I hit the guess. water quite well. Trying yes, to yes. scare it off. Short uh, Jim, are you okay? Have you... Blub, blub, blub. Oh. At this point, he is definitely untethered. The two things are dead. The shore is clear. Uh, it does not look like any of their other deep ones that were carrying away your shipmates have returned to investigate. Maybe they think the sound was just thunder. Who knows? Uh, but you are just essentially the four of you are floating in the water or clinging to the to the coral or the or the wreckage in the shallows between the reef and the shore itself right now. And off in the distance in the far north, uh, maybe a mile inward, there appears to be buildings on a glowy golden sky. What do you all want to do? We must rescue our captain, of course. I this body seems to fondly remember old George Butterfield Royce. 
And the four of us can't crew a ship on our own, so... Well, if my name isn't Gustavo de Robledo, I... <laughs> I don't know. I like she's looking at her clothes. There's like a name tag. Uh, she's I, know my name is. I'm sure it's in the collar of my shirt. Let me check it. Yeah, I, I swear. I swear. Gustavo de Robledo. If my name's not Fruit of the Loom. <laughs> nope, that's not right. Okay. Uh, all right, so what would you guys like to do? The the, the beach extends, you know, off in both directions, east and west. You don't. You look around. You think they probably got all the living. Uh, you definitely see some of your shipmates sadly have passed. Um, so what are you doing? You tell me. Going to follow the footsteps and be quiet. Okay. Be very quiet. And we're going to rescue them. Of course, that is what we do. Okay. I agree with you. Uh, I think Sim Jim might need to pull out his metal detector and find a weapon first. I'd be short Jim, not slim Jim. Same thing. Well, you are now I'd only short be telling knife. you one more time. <laughs> you can't. You are now I short a knife because you rolled a one. person to make an enemy of. There's also, well, he grabbed the coral, the coral knife yeah, for D6. The There's also the spear, uh, this mollusk shell spear. That's D8 uh, if you wanted to grab that as well that also can be thrown and it has a 10 foot reach so does it be arms. heavy no it does not it's surprisingly light made from advanced microfilaments you know those i only be ones. using vibranium vibranium well this was made from vibranium damn Look at the coincidence. All right, so you all make it to the shore. You climb up quietly <laughs> onto the ridge. You look off into the into the horizon. You can see the the different buildings that you can see that there's like scattered jungle. Not nothing thick. It's mostly kind of grubland. It also it, it does look like like there maybe once was thicker vegetation here, but it, 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 there's a kind of a withered look to everything that you pass by. You see like these these palm trees that have that have that have worn out from the inside. You can see uh, there's certainly rot coming out from the trunks themselves. Uh, there's there's grass on the ground, there's weeds, but all of it's very, uh, it's very crusty, very dry. And as you all are, are kind of moving in, maybe you get about 50 yards or so up over the ridge and starting to trek northward through some of this shrubland and through some of these trees, you feel a, a violent and terrible shudder as the earth begins to quake. And not only does it begin to quake, but you see cracks opening up in that very dry ground. You see the very sand and dirt that you are walking on begin to radiate first very small, then very large fissures as the earth ruptures. Everyone go ahead and make a DR-10 agility test. Uh, there's a 17. You managed Whoa. to, both of you managed to sidestep very deftly one of these large fissures that threatened to take you both in. Short Jim Gaunt. That's your real name. Hey, also, I'm Gaunt. Yes, of course, I'm Gaunt. It's definitely my real name, just like it is Gustava. And I rolled a 17 as well. You managed to dodge and roll out of the way and hop up on top of a rock. What about Short Jim? Short Jim has managed to roll a dirty dozen. A dirty dozen. Well, cool. 
You're good as well. <laughs> so you see the giant fissure in the ground rupture open, and you all manage to dodge out of the way of it. But you do see the earth. It's just sort of fracturing left and right. The ground is still starting to tremor and shake. You all are able to steady yourselves here and there. And up from that earth, up from those fissures, you see this sort of greenish dark smoke or fog just begin to waft up. It has this horrific odor to it. You immediately, all of you, feel this sense of nausea overtake you. Your eyes begin to water. All of you, I'm sure, have cloths that you can quickly cover your face with before it gets too uh, too terrible. Like the Huffet? You don't, you, if you want to huff it, you can. I don't know you're going to enjoy the uh, the experience when I'm you're done I'm running low on it. cigarettes. I would like to huff the smoke. Uh, you huff it and begin to violently vomit in all directions. There's probably blood in it and everything. It's terrible. Oh, uh, but it's uh, a fine bouquet. <laughs> this uh, this uh, malodorous, pestilent smoke has uh, started to is, is slowly pouring up out of the fissures themselves. And you hear in the far distance, underneath the thunder and underneath the quakes, you hear this bell, this chime. And it just one single chime. And then it ends shortly thereafter. Within a couple seconds, the tremors die down. The fissures remain open. The smoke continues to pour and make the entire area essentially covered in fog. Uh, and you can see... That there are, there's still some wildlife here and there. These large crabs that you that you realize had been getting ready to pounce on you from above fell down and now are skittering off and away. Uh, some of them falling directly down the fissures and disappearing into whatever lies below. Uh, but you, uh, but yeah, the 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 city up ahead, you can see, still stands. The green glow has grown brighter in some respects. Uh, you can see some shadows on the horizon moving here and there, maybe a uh, hundred yards or so away. It's hard to tell exactly what they are. Um, what do you all do? I know the right direction. Follow me. It's this way. Definitely. After you, matey. God is just going to walk in a direction. Okay. Uh, so basically, you can follow... The uh, you can follow it, like go in the direction of the city. You can look for, you know, obviously you can look for for tracks or something like that or some something else. Any other options? Uh, evens, I just go towards the city. Odds, I will be logical and look for tracks. Wonderful. I like Odds, that strategy. Okay. I am looking for tracks. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you have any skills in tracking? No. Like, does your character, no. I meant, like, do you think no. your character is a tracker? In this? All right. I think just looking around. No, they were, a... they were, they have wood tools. They were a carpenter. <laughs> they were a carpenter. Uh, with the, <laughs> with the ruptures in the earth, uh, it is a little bit more difficult uh, at this point to kind of track. So I will ask for a roll. Let's go ahead and do, I think a presence. Is that right? Yeah, presence, uh, presence, because that's like for perceived. I am the best tracker. I rolled a natural twenty. Are you really? Nice. Okay, excellent. Nice. Despite the fissures, despite the fog, you're able to see very clear cart wheel ruts in the earth, also drag marks, and periodically you notice on some of the rock and on some of the trunks you see a small little slit or cut 
as if someone, perhaps Captain Butterfield or Pyro themselves, might have been marking uh, a bit of a a bit of a path for you all to follow. So I think our good captain marked those rocks while the uh, sea people took a shot behind while they were on a small break. Captain is a smart one. He is. I just wish he offered dental. Hi. <laughs> As I say with most of my teeth missing. <laughs> of course. Okay. So you continue northward. And with the newfound track, it is actually quite easy to see. You're careful to avoid the, the dips and the falls into the fissures here and there. You don't really make up too much time on the... Uh, those that were in the carts in front of you, uh, the, the fight you had in the water kind of slowed you down a bit. Uh, but you do manage to kind of get much closer now to the city. You're kind of on this uh, this ridge line. There's a handful of trees you're able to, to hide behind ever so slightly. Uh, and you look down and you can see that there are numerous buildings uh, that have that are standing out in front of you, some of which seem to be made out of stone or coral. Others seem to be made out of some kind of glistening green substance. Others seem almost like the earth itself has started to weave up out of the ground and create these kind of gnarled fissures to net together. Uh, you see in every direction there are people moving around here and there. You see more of those fish folk from a distance. You can even see what looks like humans uh, kind of lingering around. Um, there's not a very large population. Uh, you would you would see any kind of street or alleyway you're looking down at. There's maybe a half dozen or so that are, are skittering or moving around. No one's lingering. Everyone seems to be in the process of doing this or that. And carrying over that natural 20, you notice that off uh, towards the middle portions of the uh, of the city, there is what looks like a, a green stone structure uh, and there's might be the source of that glow. Uh, as you see, it's kind of uh, almost, almost fluctuating in some ways. You look off to the east aways, and you actually see what looks like a, like a harbor that's hidden uh, in the in the shade in the shadow. As next to that 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 green glowing building, uh, there is something that looks not unlike a, a shrine or a church, something that you might see elsewhere, but has been repurposed, changed in some fashion, uh, salt encrusted, you might even say. And that is where you see a cart being pulled and you see the uh, the familiar rotund stocky self uh, that is Captain Butterfield uh, in the back of that cart. Uh, but between that and that place and where you all are at, there are several other buildings and several other folk that you would have to negotiate. Um, I said the closest thing to you uh, is one of those structures that has stuff kind of weaving up from the ground, almost like roots kind of tangling upon itself. Uh, and it looks like there's one or two almost um, almost like, uh, I would say, vagabond folk just kind of tending it. You can see things hanging down from various parts of those roots, almost like, like apples or fruit hanging from a tree. And they're just moving around, kind of poking and tending it here and there. And this is all, you're up on a ridgeline, can you, you have a little bit of a, a, a high ground a bit to kind of look around. This is what you all see. So are other people here, I'm assuming they are not dressed as we are, 
because we clearly are dressed as pirates. So I'm assuming kind of the other humans that are moving about are dressed differently. They're, they definitely look like accountants, just accountants everywhere. <laughs> no, um, I mean, they're dressed in. I wouldn't say they look obviously distinguished from pirates, but they certainly don't look like your crew. Uh, the humans that you see or the human noise that you see are certainly, uh, they're lanky, emaciated, slender. They all, like the ones that you can see at, at close distance, especially the ones that are kind of poking at those fruit on the on the vines, uh, certainly look very, uh, very sickly. Uh, they don't look like pirates. Just, yeah, just trying to figure out if we should, um, like try to uh, disguise ourselves at all as we're moving around. Oh, that might be a wise choice, Peg Lady. I thought you were going to say, should we burn the city to the ground? But perhaps oh. that's just the pirate in me talking. We have to rescue uh, the, the, the Inferno one and the captain first. Young oh, Byron. yes. Pyro and, and and Captain Butterfield Royce, indeed. I'm here to tell you from personal experience, it's not too bad being a ghost pirate. Perhaps they might like it better. I I don't hold judgment. I've actually died once myself, and hell didn't want me, so I am still here. All right, then. Well, you have a sneaky one. Perhaps you should get us down there so we can rescue them and see if we got something in that harbor that we can acquire but I'll say nothing. Peggy's going to see what she can do to sneak. Okay. Uh, you can give me a perceived test. This isn't for sneaking. This is just kind of looking for a very intelligent way down. Gives a little perceived test to say okay. DR10 minimum. But uh, if you do better, if you do higher than that, you might even get some bonuses to that. Okay. So is this presence? Uh, what did I say? Yeah, presence. Because you're perceiving. You're looking for a way down. I got it. Okay. Uh, my presence is a minus two, uh, 15. Oh no. Okay. That's still pretty good. Uh, you do manage to find, cause there, there's a very obvious way down, uh, but that does seem to be like a path or, or the cart that the cart took, but doing so would immediately put you, uh, into very clear view of several of these fish folk and, and wretched humanoids wandering around. But you found, you find more like a, like a switchback path, like weaving its way down this ridge a bit that would land you within stone's throw of that like vine garden area. And you manage to start leading folks down. When you're about halfway down that ridge, you hear that sound of the gong or the chime go off again. This time it kind of echoes twice. And you can see that as you as it does, there's this growth of the light as once more the glow gets a little bit brighter uh you notice too uh since you were perceiving uh that over in the direction of that building where your your people were taken there does seem to be um a gathering that's starting to form like you can see there's there's more and more folks that are kind of coming and coming and coming in the direction of it uh and then as you look back up, Peggy, to sort of wave people down with you, you look up at the sky and you manage to catch a view and you no longer see the storms themselves. You don't see the shadow, the, the shadows of uh, lightning like kind of cast amongst the clouds. Uh, instead, above you, 
it's just this pitch black void and you can just see a thousands upon thousands of stars just up there and it's this dizzying dazzling display and all of you that are watching her as she stops mid-sentence and her face just goes pale her eyes just kind of roll back into their sockets and it's just the whites and she's just lingering there anyone who looks up as well you kind of get that same feeling as it's like eternity is above and there's this weird reverse vertigo as if the sky is just pulling further and further and further away revealing everything and all of you kind of get dizzy for a moment and you stumble the rest of the way down the ridge however you did so well on your on your your perception there that you you stumble into a place where no one observed you doing so you found a very good way down but all of you just kind of tumble down about five six steps onto the ground Well, I've got a bad feeling about this. No, I should be shorter than normal. <laughs> Didn't know that was possible. I lost a good couple inches when I lost my leg, and you're even shorter. Maybe Once... seeing the sky is even higher up. Yes, it reminds me of my great aunt when she opened her mouth. <laughs> I've honestly got nothing to say about that. No one might be asking you any questions. <laughs> no follow-up questions to that one. <laughs> Every time you do look up, though, it does look as though the stars are growing more numerous, and it's as if someone has like grabbed or pinched it at the top and it's just pulling it away and away and away. You just feel yourself getting smaller and smaller is, and smaller. That is not what is supposed to happen. We, I'm I'm thinking we should all keep our heads down. Free the free our crew and get get off this cursed island. Yes, I, that's probably a good idea. I like not, that plan disagree with that uh but it is unlike a sailor to not always have an eye on the sky well i got to admit i was never much of a good sailor damn good knife fighter not a good sailor how about we set fire to these weird fruit things and see if we can distract all these crazy fish people and just quietly go in and get our crew i've got uh, a bottle could... of rum i could use to help get the fire going. I always be enjoying a good pillage. Aye. I actually have a lantern and lantern oil if we want to do fire. What that do you think, Peggy? Like All of you seem to want to start a fire, so who am I to stand in your way of your dreams? Go make it. I fire. do like a good fire. I'd be having these candles. Might as well use them. <laughs> Pull up Indeed. four candles. <laughs> you guys have a lot of stuff to make fire with. <laughs> Just like go to Walmart before you get on the ship? <laughs> well, I'm thinking soak Matilda. the trees with rum. We make a line for the fire with the lantern oil, and then the candle is our fuse. That all sounds fantastic. Okay. Oh, then here is my fine bottle of rum that I'll sacrifice for you. 
my lantern Can oil. Can we all have a drink before we go wasting it on the fire? Ah, let's give it all to the fire. I love a good fire. But sure, Peg Leggy, here, have a drink. I don't know if this body can even tolerate rum. Never drank in it yet. Oh, it'll be fun to experiment later. Oh, Peggy Leggy, would you like some smokes? No, I do not uh, partake in that, but would you like some rum before we go wasting it I'm on the fire? That smoke. I had a great inhalation earlier that I huffed. That's fantastic. Short Jim. I'll be taking some rum. Alrighty then. Be setting my sheets out to the wind. And then okay. Peggy will hand it back to Rust. Uh, not nearly as full as it was when he passed it along. <laughs> You're so, a bunch of greedy bastards. What's step yes. one? What's step one here? Like, what, what was the step? First step? Other drinking, than drinking the rum was step a one. Bit of rum. What's step two? Yeah. So, I so lighting trees. the candles. <laughs> Dousing, dousing these hanging okay. fruit things in the rum okay. and lighting them on fire. Who is going up to do that? Oh, that would be our sneaky pig leggy, right? <laughs> Everyone takes the a step back. Least interesting <laughs> oh, I suppose that one's me. Okay. Uh, okay. So, pig leggy, you start sneaking up into these kind of twisted spires. And, and kind of bridges of, of, of roots and things. And you realize that like hanging from them from up top, they looked like, you know, large apples. But as you get closer, you realize they're much bigger and they have like this egg sack like look to them. And you see that there's something sort of moving around in them. Uh, now, there is a person here that is moving about and they kind of are coming up with what looks like some kind of stick and just sort of of poking at a sack every now and then and you see it kind of shiver and move and such um but you can see that there are creatures like these half-formed creatures inside now the sacks are like really large garbage bag size and so like the perspective shift as you came down and you realize there are creatures in here uh so if you're looking to try to i might go back and discuss with my mateys ah uh, so Inside those vines, there are things a growing. Are we looking to murder within the plants? Aye, of course we are. Yes. Better to kill them before they're born than when they're after they're born. Those damn fishy people. They they did for half the crew, half your crew. Of course, I have to admit, if it wasn't for the fishy people attacking, I wouldn't have this fine body, but I still hold a grudge against them. Well, okay, just wanted to make sure this is what we're doing, and so okay, <laughs> rum gets poured on oil. me. He snuck like a hundred yards away, and then back. snuck back to ask, and then she's going back again. <laughs> I'm very good at sneaking. I'm fine with saying getting there and back is, is probably no role required, but moving about, dousing them, that's different. So that will, however, require... Uh, a check here as you're going to be trying. So you're trying to move about. You're trying to douse these uh, these structures, these vines. You're trying to douse some of these uh, some of these sacks. Uh, go ahead and we'll say um, since you're just sort of stealthing, you can I mean, I'll, I'll let you choose. Like you can do like agility, you can do presence. Uh, either one of those are probably fine. 
Uh, so something to keep in mind is that I am a burglar, which means that I have a D four to the D or a minus four to DR okay. when I'm doing something that is burgling. Yeah. Like lock picking, pickpocketing or disabling a trap. I don't know if this would also apply the sneaky sneak. So it would normally be, I would probably set the difficulty at this, uh, at a, at a DR of 14, which is difficult. Okay. So minus four would put it at 10. So you need to hit a 10 here to move through and douse and douse these sacks and avoid the tender that's in here. Okay. And my agility is a plus two. So we've got fun mess going on sure. with this roll. Yeah, cartwheel roll. into the groves. <laughs> uh, the roll is a 15. A 15. That's, uh, that's very good. Uh, you notice as you come in here, and you start dousing things that any time you get close to one of these sacks, it's like whatever's inside kind of knows you're there, but it can sense your presence or maybe it feels your warmth or whatever it might be. And you can see the sacks kind of sort of lunge out vaguely in your direction, but it does seem at, at a certain point to start blindly shifting around. It's like it knows you're there, but can't quite pinpoint it. And so... Every now and then you see a slight little rupture in the sack and like a, like a, you're not sure if it's a fin or a tendril peek out, but it doesn't fully rupture and it doesn't fully latch onto you as you're able to move quietly enough and carefully enough so as not to alert it. Not only that, the strange humanoid figure, which you're able to kind of sneak circles around, you can tell they're just a human. They, they are very pale skin, almost uh, gaunt, no. You know, sickly, I should say. I realize, God, I shouldn't say that word. <laughs> they look healthier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> very, very green complexion, very sickly looking, uh, but very much human, as you can see. Uh, and they kind of like they, they reek. The whole place reeks. In fact, it's terrible. And it's because a lot of that fog here is, is settled and it is it is a little bit difficult to to breathe. But you're able to douse without alarming anything, and you slowly reach your way back, having succeeded at your task. So what's what's the next step, then? Burn it all! Okay, so... Was there a step two? Was there a put out the rum, and then... Oil back to us so that we can have a wicked spider so we can be farther away uh, than the, the, right next to the fire. That's what it was. I knew there was something, something from everyone. I never I got- miss my shot, but sometimes a little bit of tactics helps. <laughs> the rum and the lantern and the candle. Yes. We do have. A, I do have a bit of concern, though. If what if that handler sees the fire coming across and puts it out? Oh, should we just light it and not worry about the candle? I say we light it and go. All right. Throw the candle at the tree. It's the only way. These candles do be expensive. They smell of <laughs> lavender. All of the candles must be forfeit. Well, that is just fantastic. When all of those things are burning, it will be a scent of their burning flesh and lavender. I bought them for me poop deck. That was a... Uh, yeah, appreciation for our travels. Having that there candle takes the candle, throws it. Okay, so you take a candle. We'll say the flame stays lit, and you can see that the trees, the vines, immediately erupt in flame. Uh, some of the sacks 
catch fire and you hear this terrible <laughs> as suddenly they burst open almost like tomato sauce just flying off in different directions the tender begins to panic and starts running around you can see they pull into their they they, they reach into their coat and they get this bell out and you just hear ding, 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 going off and you can see as you're looking around that there are others in the city that are starting to, to rush. You have time, obviously, to do something. But the fire has caught. As he's ringing the bell, you watch as one of the sacks rips open. And this kind of half fish, half like squid-like creature, but malformed, uh, like lunges out. And it's like dripping. Its body is like dripping as if it's not fully formed and just latches around this this guy and just kind of tackles him to the ground. The bell goes clattering, you know, kind of clattering off and the fire erupts around. Uh, what are you all doing? Where to? I, I think it's time we quietly make our way to that shrine and free the crew. Yes. Okay. You start running in the direction of the shrine, around which there has certainly uh, a crowd has been forming. Uh, some of that has thinned out, as you can see that there are more of those humanoids, uh, those human folk, that are kind of running off in the direction of the bell. The bell does, does obviously stop once he's tackled to the ground by that creature, uh, but the fire does not. And so you can see that there, I would say, there's still a handful of folk around there's these large uh, rounded top doors that seem to be rust, like they're rusted metal. And you can see like they're patinaed in, in, in some way. Uh, but you can see there's a f there, there, there are steps leading up these almost uh, like kind of marble-like or travertine-like steps leading up. And on them, there are several folk. Uh, many of them look like what you saw inside that, that tender grove there, Peggy. But you do notice that there is one figure that looks a little bit healthier than the others. Uh, you can see that they have their hair is kind of shaved on its side and their hair is tied back into this uh, this braid that seems to snake down their, their, their back. They have what looks like some kind of staff that they're leaning against, the top of which is almost this glowing amber orb or crystal of some kind. Their face is long, and they're they're certainly uh, they're certainly quite pale, uh, but they are human. And you're not close enough that you can hear what they're saying, but it does seem to be like they're giving kind of orders. And some people run away, some people stay and stand their ground, stand their guard. The other thing I would say you notice as you get somewhat closer, as you're kind of moving eastward a little bit, you can see the harbor out to the east. And again, there's there's a lot of other buildings here and there. Some small, some large, some broken, some partially repaired. But you do see what you think is a mast somewhere out in the harbor. So you think there's a ship out there. You can't see it in full because the that that uh, excuse me that fog is so thick. But you can see the mast sticking up and what looks like a uh, a furled sail. So it's not it's not fully uh, fully down. But that is what you see. Um, there are in total outside of this temple hang on a grand total of nine that includes the uh the figure that's giving orders okay and so she'll 
share all of that information with everyone. Do you think perhaps they took our captain to be their captain for that airship over there? I think they took our captain and the crew to sacrifice them to whatever dark gods they worship here. Well. We should definitely commandeer that ship, though. Ah, indeed, Gaunt. And he, and, uh, Horatio hands over his flintlock pistol to Gaunt. I personally have no skill with this thing. This old body that I'm wearing might have been good with it, but I am not. Uh, much appreciated. I've never missed a shot in my life. I'm more I know. guns are better. You've hit air and water better than anyone I've ever seen, Gaunt. Thank you. I have. <laughs> I will try to pick these off one by one then so that we can find our captain and our crewmates. Peggy would like to look for whichever of the nine seems to be the farthest away to the side to just, you know, kind of pull off behind and slip their throat. Uh, I would say there is none that is uh, probably alone. Uh, I would say they all seem to be in pairs at least. Uh, so no, there's none that is, that is, there's none, there are none that are at least that are more than like three or four feet from each other. So all of them are, are seem to be spread out in pairs. Uh, you can tell that there are windows and some of them are like kind of guarding windows. Some of them are guarding doors. Some of them are just kind of, kind of standing alert uh, and kind of looking around. Like they're definitely guarding the place. They're just not lingering here for fun. Uh, and so they do seem to be attentive. So then what Peggy will do is she, uh, she rolled a hammer and nails in her character creation, so she's going to take some of those nails and make a distraction so that she can try to see if she can get some of the guards to move off a little bit in another direction. Okay. Describe what you're doing with that hammer and nail, then. So I've got someone who's, like, looking out a window, um, and that's sort of what they're doing and kind of their guard duties and so she's just gonna go sneaky sneak and kind of under the window she's just gonna kind of like throw the nails just so that they make some noise so that they're gonna try to go around and see what I, I do want to clarify they're all they're all outside like everyone you see is outside the building so there's there's no one inside the window so like they're meaning like they're standing outside so like there's like everyone's either out in the street or in you know like a like the, the lot of this particular shrine uh, none that you, none that you can see. You can actually even see inside from where you're standing. Okay, but there's probably like a corner somewhere where I can kind of throw something down a corner and. Yeah, you can go. certainly try to. Yeah, you can certainly try to, to yeah. throw something down a corner, or down an alleyway. That is what I will be doing. Yeah, so I think we'll we'll do another roll for for stealth. Uh, so give me another. Uh, you can do agility. You can do presence. You can add your. Um, you can do your your reduction with your burgle stuff. Um, All right double check these guys uh i would say if you're just trying to distract them and you're not trying to do anything more than that i think a normal is fine so dr12 minus your four so make it an eight okay luckily i've got some agility because i rolled a six so it is exactly the eight that i needed okay it is a little dicey. Some of you that are, if you're watching her, you can see at one point she stumbles. Like you can see the earth just give out beneath her as one of those fissures slowly snakes open. And it almost looks like Peg Leggy is about to stumble out into the road right out in front of them. But she manages to steady herself and quickly spin around and duck behind a little, uh, a little nook in the wall. 
and you kind of hide in the shadows for a bit. You wait, you see a few of them kind of turn and look at the shuffle and they kind of don't really pay too much attention to anything. And then you, you're just throwing the nails. You're just trying to throw like a bunch of nails down an alleyway to make, to make noise. Okay. You just hurl a bunch of, bunch of them in the direction of an alleyway and you can see they, one of them kind of perks up and they, uh, they both, uh, look at it one another and was like, go check it out. None of this, none of this strangeness might be one of them pirates cut themselves free. And, uh, so the other one, yeah, you can see the kind of goes out. He's got one of them spears that, uh, you fought that, that fish folk in the water and he's kind of starting to sneak down the alleyway. So one of them so the, is the, the second part of that is that I will be there so that when they go investigate it, then I can slit their throat. Oh, you certainly can try. You <laughs> certainly can try. So you, you're hiding in the section where you can, as they come up, they look down, they're like, uh, why are there a bunch of nails here? And they're kind of like looking up at the, uh, you know, at one of the other neighboring buildings and seeing if something like, hmm kind of leans down, kind of picks one up, kind of takes a look at it. What does Peggy do? Oh, uh, well, she is a rapscallion backstabber, so she's going to do what she does, except she's going to be a throat stabber this time. So she's okay. going to hop out of their back and slit their throat, assuming she rolls well enough. Okay. Uh, DR12, normal. Um, yeah. Okay. Lower the DR by two for my backstabber. So it's just a 10 you need? Just a 10. And this is agility. So that is a <laughs> three plus two is a five. Okay. So you lunge out. You try to leap Double onto slot. their back and get them in the throat. And you instead kind of knock them to the ground. And you and he go tumbling. And you're both rolling around on nails. And he's like, Arr! I'm being attacked. And all of you can hear that. Uh, and so at this point, I think we'll go ahead and we'll do a little uh, structured time. And so we can kind of get uh, this. Uh, uh, my phone just went off. Apparently, I said something that triggered it. Uh, OK, you guys can go first this time. So those of you, uh, you knew what her plan was. You you saw some of it. She went down an alleyway. She probably lost sight of her. Uh, but you do hear from the alleyway, Arr, I'm being attacked. So you know it wasn't 100% successful. Uh, and you can see that the other guard that had stayed behind now chases after. And you can see a few of the other guards that are around this uh, this building are all kind of looking in the direction of who they who you assume is probably in charge. Uh, so that's, that's where we're at. Um, and again, there's a total of nine. That peg leggy. She's a devious one, drawing the guards off like that. Very kind of her to be bait. <laughs> I'd be so. no good in a fight. <laughs> ah, a short gem here. Why don't you hold up my body for a moment? And you see Horatio Rust. He pulls open his mouth as wide as it can go, and this ectoplasmic entity starts to surge out. And I'm going to use my ghost ability... Once per night, I can apparate and terrify a target with my ghostly visage, and I'm going to try to terrify the lead guy with his glowing staff. Okay. Uh, this will... So... It, so it, DR-14. Yeah, so DR... Oh, so test your, test, your, test your spirit. Uh, it's also, it also does damage. Okay. Oh, yeah, D12. Um, D12 but wow. what I'm going to do is spend my devil last Devil's Luck point to reduce the DR by four. 
Okay. And take it down to a DR10. Okay. With my plus two spirit. So if I get better than an eight. And I get a 15. So I was good. I didn't need to go through all that hysteronics, but. So. um, So D12 plus one. Okay. So 13 points of damage. Uh, no, I didn't. I haven't rolled yet. I would. Oh, I would, okay. I, sorry. I would like okay. it. To oh yeah, D twelve, D twelve. Sorry, you guys. But I did get a twelve, so yes, it is thirteen. Oh my. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so it is. It is almost an Indiana, an Indiana Jones moment, Temple of Doom, where you just see as his face begins to sort of stretch in fear, and he lets out this this horrific screech of fear it almost looks like he's struggling to talk in some way uh he does not keel over and die immediately however but he is in utter pain from just the fear that he's witnessing as he's looking out in the direction of horatio russ the rest of the cultists around however uh they are now alerted that something is going on uh so they are are much much more alerted and you see so, Hor- the ghost of Horatio snap back into into the body of, of this poor pirate that he killed. And you, Arr- definitely, and you definitely notice that-, that some of the other guards around here are, are like kind of looking out in the direction of where that, that ghost. So they're interested now. I think mm-hmm. they're interested in where you guys are at. So you, I don't think you're completely hidden anymore. Uh, uh, I'm a wee bit sleepy now, short Jim. <laughs> I'd be nowhere near you. I thought you were hoisting him up. Short Jim Gold already left. <laughs> it's uh, just me here now, Russ. I'm about to shoot them in the face. Good job. Excellent, okay. Gaunt. Who do you want to shoot? The 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 lead that leader is not dead. Like they are terrified. Oh, yes. But they are still... I will shoot him in the face okay. while he's down. Make All it right. worse for him. Go right ahead. Go right yes. ahead. Yes. We don't hit if the you do kill him, I will I will roll a morale test for the others. I did roll, but an 11 again. Oh, that's, a, that's a shame. You fire you can spend. You can spend uh, Devil's Luck to uh, yeah, okay, re-roll. Yeah, okay, this is or... like the big guy, right? I'll do it. I'll use uh, Devil's Luck to re-roll. <laughs> I rolled a four. I never oh. missed, though. I definitely meant to hit that building. It scared me before. And since he's standing right in front of that rusted metal door, all of you hear a as the the door <laughs> exactly is shut. Exactly where I intended to hit. <laughs> Interesting it, tactic there, Gaunt. I would have uh, I would have recommended hitting the actual uh, leader, but uh, I see where you're going with this. <laughs> I see so, a four dimension chess. Uh, Jim, do you want to go? I'd be trying to sneak into the building while everyone's distracted. Perhaps okay. I can find reinforcements. Okay. Do you want to? So, so um, they haven't actually gone and moved away yet. So you want to just say like you're waiting, and then once they move away, you're gonna go for it. Yeah, fair? yeah. And okay. if I can like release a prisoner to help us, they'll be more helpful than I am. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, okay. Um, and then Peggy, you get to go. I'm going to try once again to stab this person that's right there in front of me. As you roll around go with a lunge, the stab, you notice that there are several nails that are in your arm uh, and that's called karma. That's what you well, get. <laughs> me and my 2 HP are not shot going to... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and that is another lolly for a 20. 
Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> well, what's your damage? Because you might be able to take him out entirely. That's a three, so it's a six. That is not enough. Arr, you get him square in the chest, just missing his throat. And he looks at you with great fear in his eyes. But you realize it's not you he fears. And he will first roll a morale test to see if, if he's... <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he's good. I also rolled a lolly. Uh, <laughs> and then he reaches back and he gets the... He kind of shimmies his hand up until it's right underneath the, uh, the the spearhead. And he just tries to bring it right down into your face. Um, DR 12 for you. Agility. Oh, that's right. I roll that. Yep. I know. <laughs> I keep I keep reaching over like I'm going to roll. And I remember. That's right. I roll <laughs> uh, that is a 21. Ooh. He stabs down. You manage to dodge with your face somehow. You catch the blade in your teeth and you spit it off to the side. Just like that movie from the 80s that uh, that he catches the bullet in his teeth. I never remember the name and it drives me mad. If you know what it is, write in, please. Uh, okay, so was it Double Dragon? It might have been Double Dragon. I can't remember. Anyhow, uh, so that was him. Uh, I'm going to say his partner comes rushing down the alley as well after Peggy, which opens up a window that you see Short Jim now using that pestilent fog to cover. He climbs inside. Um, I will hold off on acting with the rest of them until I describe for Short Jim the horrific scene that he sees inside. Uh, as inside of this, uh, this shrine, you can see that there is like rust flakes on the air. And, and you can almost smell uh, the scent of rust in here as these columns, these metal columns are like flaking here and there, some of which uh, you can tell have have suffered uh, from, from patina, from wear. It, there's a salty smell in here as well. You can see on the ground in the center of this circular shrine, there's water. And you can see some of those deep ones uh, are circled around this altar and Horatio has has nailed it. Like you can see that many of your people are on either on this altar or scattered off floating in the water to the side. Some have already been ritually sacrificed. As you hop in, you can see I'm going to 50-50 it. You can see Captain George Butterfield Royce and his giant belly torn asunder by one of these deep ones as all three gather around and they chant The entire building begins to shake and you hear above your head, Short Jim, the heavy chime that you've heard so many times before now, in fact, once, then twice, and now three times in a row, and a great coldness takes over you. Your bones begin to ache. You watch as that poor, small young lad, Pyro, screams in pain. All of you outside, moments later, feel the cold, this aura, this wave of cold just reaching out from you. Those of you standing, you feel your legs start to crack and break a bit as an ankle suddenly snaps or a knee suddenly buckles or an arm or a finger bends away it shouldn't. And all of you, including those that are chasing after you, have suffered a break of a bone in some way. Nothing that would 
impact you statistically, of course, but more flavor-wise here. Uh, so, Shorjin, this is what you see. You see poor captain has been sacrificed, and it looks like young lad Pyro is next to go. So you be telling me there's a job opening? Uh, indeed there <laughs> is. Going to need your curriculum vita and at least three quality references. <laughs> okay. Outside, uh, you all watch as, uh, as those that are chasing after. So some of them are chasing after where Gaunt and Horatio are kind of embedded. Uh, one has now chased down the alley in the direction of Peggy, but they all kind of, like I was saying, you see the, like a leg kind of fractures or an arm fractures. And so they all seem suddenly hobbled in a particular way. Uh, so you all having only been exposed for a little less time than they have, like yours, you're, you can feel the pain beginning to swell, uh, in your joints and in your bones. And you can feel as though a pressure is trying to break some of the largers, like your, your legs feel like they're barely holding together. Um, but Peggy, one of them is going to, this other one's going to lunge at you. Uh, this is going to be, I'll reduce the difficulty as they're struggling as right as they go to stab their leg buckles. So DR 10 this time. So I was flavoring that, that I uh, put it in chat that Peggy's peg leg is now her good leg. <laughs> it's mm. like her like ankle or something on the other leg is not doing well. Uh, that is a four. And the spear comes down nonetheless as his leg buckles and luck would have it. He just stumbles into you and his spear goes right into your belly. Do you have any armor? No, I've got an old uniform on. Well, that uniform is covered with your blood as you take six points of damage. Ouch. I can take six points of damage. I only have two hit points. Well, you're pretty fucked Dead. then, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> that sucks for you. you HP is, uh, I think we still have one left from the audience. So you can you can spend Devil's Luck to lower damage dealt to you by one d six. You can have you can reroll any die. So I can reroll my damage. You could reroll your your uh, your agility. Yeah, I think I'll try rerolling the agility. Okay. Oh, let's see. Oh, thank you for the prime sub dragon to rest. But there ain't no saving Peggy. <laughs> uh, so um, it's an agility roll, right? Uh, yeah, it's agility roll for the defense. Yeah, for its attack. Okay, I rolled a 15 and I've got a plus two agility. So 17. Okay, so you spent it. All right, so it stabs down. And for a moment, your life flashes before your eyes. It's as if it impales you in your stomach. You even feel the pain. But then when you look up, you realize he's still two steps in front of you. And it allows you to twist and turn ever so slightly. And the spear comes tumbling down into the road. And you manage to, to live to fight another round. Um, I see. I've already been killed that way once before. You won't get me doing that again. And they look at you and they're like, fuck you. We outnumbered you two to one. We're <laughs> going to take you down. Thank you to the Liching Hour for the raid. We're playing Pirate Borg because someone says it's national talk like a pirate day. So we listen. Now, over, over by Horatio Rust and Gaunt, we're going to say of those that were on guard chasing after you and the strange ghost that came 
came a-tumbling are two more of these fellas. Uh, and so currently, uh, two more have now opened up a second entrance. There's two windows now unguarded. The front door is still that man in the terrified face is still there, but who knows what he might do. Uh, and I'm going to say each one of them is probably going to split up and try to stab at each of you. So both of you make a DR-10, I'm calling it. As you can see, they're struggling as their bones are crumbling in front of you. Thirteen. That'll do. You manage to dodge out of the way. The spear comes thrusting out at you. And you watch as their arm, as they lift the elbow up, just crumbles. As the elbow itself just seems to turn to dust and his arm goes limp like a tentacle. Gaunt, how'd you do? I got a 13. Oh, sorry. She Gaunt, got an 18. Yes. An 18. <laughs> I got an 18. And I think my neck is broken. But it's all good. I'm still Your neck here. breaks. But it does so at the perfect time as the spear was going for your face and the spearhead goes off to the side and you realize it didn't break. It was just one of those moments when you had a little stiff thing, you crack and the vertebrae is now feeling good again. Um, oh, brilliant. I, I will invent chiropractic. This is how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> He'll uh, never miss. Okay, then... Um, all right, so then... I am going to. <laughs> okay. There the, are our timbers. The man that's on the on the stairs. His face was in utter horror. It begin. He almost kind of starts to recompose himself a bit as as it it, it felt almost like the skin of his face was moving into that that kind of uh, that kind of scream pose, snapping back up into place. And he taps twice with his staff on the on the step, and you watch as the that amber kind of coral crystal at the end begins to glow bright. And I am going to, yeah, he's going to fire from it. You're going to see like launching out from it are these missiles uh, that are going like these these small kind of rocky orange missiles just kind of start flying up and over into the air. And they're going to target, let's see who they're going to hit. Uh, they're going to target Rust. Rust, go ahead and make a, a DR, uh, DR10, because I think you got a little bit of cover. So let's say DR10. I got an 11, and my agility is zero, so an 11. Okay. Uh, so that is enough. Uh, so it was DR10, and you can just see these small little explosions. <laughs> Uh, they're not huge, but you realize if they would have hit you, that could have, uh, that could have been very painful. Uh, so you all have managed to dodge out of the way of the damage uh, that the ones that are attacking are going to do. Short Jim, the deep ones inside, don't seem to notice you just yet. They are, however, beginning to move the young lad Pyro up onto the slab to get ready for the final sacrifice. And that's where we'll turn it over to you guys. What do you guys want to do this round? Did we like Pyro, or was he like one of the annoying little cabin boys? Oh, no, yes, we liked him. My okay, oh, he fine. smiled and he brought you pancakes And he or lit something. things on fire for me. Right, hence the name. He fit in perfectly. <laughs> Is he the only surviving crew member, too? That you can see. Just yourselves. There might be more. Who knows? All right, you guys go ahead first. I'm going to think. Okay. I am you do going. That. I've definitely got this rust. I'm going to reload my pistol this round. 
<laughs> you weren't reloading while you were running. <laughs> well, I took a shot, so I need to reload again now. Well, you remember, you've got now? you've got another gun. Yes, I could have done that. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but right. I can. It, the thing is, if I shoot the big one, he has a minus four dr because I've already aimed at him once, which is the flintlock because it's 150 range. That's a fair point. Russ looks over. All right, then. I'll be charging the guy, fella. So he uh, he runs with his knives out, yelling. <laughs> yeah. So you're charging. The, the guy that was fighting, he was like, hey, get back here. I ran all the way over here to fight you. What's wrong with you? That's I don't have time for you, yeah, <laughs> fishy bastard. I've got to kill your boss, and then I'll talk to you. He's just my supervisor. It's middle management. I, uh, never mind. Uh, well, when you get a glowy <laughs> staff, you can talk to me again. But for the moment, I'm going after him. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You make I a good point. You got, you got this. Your guns. He's a rust. Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> I, uh, uh, if my name isn't Gustavo de Robledo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, Horatio <laughs> will run and, and attack. Uh, I got an I got an 18 on the die uh, with my strength is a 21. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, roll your damage. That's great. Yeah, it's awesome. He's he's already taken a bunch from your uh, from your ghost thing. I got a four on the first d4, so that's a five, and a three on the second one for four. So five so and five four. and four. That is enough. Describe how you take him out. So. Rust literally runs up, and you see his ghost head come out of his face, and he just jumps, and he just sinks the daggers in above this guy's collarbone, and the weight of his body, because he's not used to being this big of a guy, he just kind of falls down and drags the blades through the guy's body, and he kind of just opens him up. And then when you get down to the bottom, you just see... Everything on the inside just stumbles out, but because he's wearing a robe, you can just see it suddenly billow and just be gets, gets soggy from the inside, from the viscera. As he falls to the ground, his face still kind of contorted in that stretched uh, scream pose. And he has fallen to the ground. Um, I'm going to roll some morale tests here to see. As their leader has just fallen. Let's, or the, well, their, their supervisor. Their okay. supervisor. Elected from within the department. Okay. <laughs> has no actual... No. Uh, all right. First, the one that is on Gaunt, uh, he looks over and he sees it. And you can see his face begins to go white as he watches his supervisor fall. He looks at you, Gaunt. He looks at the other fellow who's who's next to you. That's because there's two on you now, basically. And he runs. And you see him just start running almost up that that ramp that would take them back into the jungle area. Uh, the other one near you, Gaunt. Uh, yeah, he's fine. He's like, you coward. You're not a believer. You have no faith. I and then he turns luck for you. <laughs> and then uh, um, let's see. There's a couple others around here. So let's see. Yeah, we'll say most of the others that are so the ones the other ones start to flee as well. The ones on Peggy. Um sorry, Peggy. They're uh maybe they didn't see what happened. Uh they're still there. 
Okay, uh, so Gaunt, you still have one on you. Uh, you can see many of the others that were in the area where Horatio killed, assassinated this fanatic. Uh, they have started to flee as well. Uh, but you have one on you. Peggy's down the alley with uh, with two on her. I think only Rust is gone, so I think the three of you still get to go. Uh, can I, uh, mechanically speaking, if we're, uh, you know, playing around a little bit and have an ancient mummified monkey head as a, as a relic, might I use that or is that a different thing? So you have a mummified monkey head as a relic, is that what you said? Like an He's ancient my best relic? best friend. Yes. You're talking about one of the ancient relics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Okay, so let's take a look. I can't. I don't the know what they all do with head, my head. I, uh, <clears throat> the head speaks. One creature tests spirit yeah. D12 or must obey a one-word command. Sure. Uh, I think you're going to roll the spirit test here as you're going to try to target this because I don't have spirits. I don't have actual stats for these guys other than like oh. HP and armor and stuff. All so right. you roll spirit to see if it... Uh, if it does what you say, as you hold this monkey head out. Shit! I would like to use my devil's luck to re-roll that one. You, you, you crit failed. I don't You're know what right. you're talking about. Actually, I rolled a 10 plus one for 11, so it's still a fail, but it's not a crit fail. So you hold out this monkey, shrunken, shriveled monkey no, head. Oh, George! I know you're oh. curious. Speak! Well, uh, it's not Speak. talking... Is it supposed to do something? Yes. Mm, it's not Can doing anything. Can you hear anything. it? Nope. I Listen can't. closely. I really can't hear anything. Can I just oh, stab you now? George. Yes, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Peggy, you still get to go. You have two on you. In an alleyway, by yourself, covered in rusty nails. Tetanus this everywhere. Not looking good. No. It's very cold and your bones ache. The fog smells filthy of rot and death. All right, let's see if my knife skills have improved since the last round. They have nope. Not. That was no. going to be my nope. guess. That's a that's an eight. You stab away. I think away. we're out of devil's luck. That's a shame for you. Okay, and then we turn to the MVP, Short Jim Gold Jr. <laughs> inside the shrine like a brave hero and we've got the young lad that everybody loves pyro about to be ripped asunder by three deep ones the fourth and final sacrifice needed for what terrible ritual nothing good can tell you that what does jim do do i be thinking he might last another round well that depends on what you do doesn't it? He's just a wee lad after all. No match for these three folk. I mean, the four of you could barely handle two out there, and now this young lad has to fight off three? Come now. Alright, uh, <laughs> shit. I was looking, you I can cast a spell, HP, but it actually takes a full turn. Like a pirate. You wanna do a ritual? I'm dead. <laughs> no, I, I can't do it because it takes a full turn and it wouldn't actually help him now. It would help me next turn. So I tell uh, you that you have no real way to judge whether or not he will survive one round. But they did just chuck the body of the captain off the slab. And you know that they did bring the captain 
and the kid in here like 15 minutes ago. So you're not confident that like, I mean, like I would say you, you probably don't think it's going to happen immediately, but you, you would guess it's not going to last very long. So if, if you want to roll the ritual. I'll be wait. I will back up to the window that I jumped in and I will pull out my flintlock pistol that I am not good with at all. And I will shoot at the one that is holding the dagger or whatever. And then I'll throw myself out the window. Okay. (laughs) That sounds really exciting. I imagine none of it's going to work, but go ahead and roll it anyway. (laughs) I do think I might make it out the window. Uh, well, it depends on how you roll, I think. It's a nat 20. Oh, look nat at him. 20. He's a veritable John Wick. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so you fire at the deep one that's holding the sacrificial blade above Pyro, leaping out the window as you do. Roll your damage. Yep, sir, how much does damage does the pistol do? Don't 2D4. It's a crit. <laughs> Yeah, Aaron's, Aaron's got it. It is 2d4. And because it's a critical. And it little takes pyramids two are hard to, to pick reload. up. Double damage and reduce armor. So it has uh, zero five armor for this attack. Times two, so ten. Ten points of damage. I'm going to say you fired. You blow one of its arms clear off. The one that's holding the dagger goes flopping into the water. And you can see blood. That green black ichor goes gushing out. It's not dead. All of them whip in your direction to the window, but you've already started to fall out it. Their eyes go glowing that orange. And since you're out the window, you're not sure what's happening now. But you have shot one of its arms off. Okay. I think that's everybody. All right. My turn. Yar. I'm very excited. So. <laughs> Gaunt. I'm going to die. <laughs> it's looking at you. Can I stab you now? Yes, say yes, yes, yes. It's, it's so, your round. I mean, really, you can. I'm just waiting here for you. Yes. Well, you are go. you going to? I'm trying. Roll the damn check. <laughs> I. You roll the damn check. I'm rolling agility right now. <laughs> I can't. I don't actually. No, have you can't hit me. Skill. Take that. Ah, quit moving around. <laughs> you are uh, getting better. Get good scrub, Lord. You're just. Uh, you're, you're, you're wasting time. I want to bear witness to the great Ozitho like as it rises from the depths below. And here I am with some no, crazy woman and a anything. monkey. You haven't touched me all game. Okay. Oh, we'll, we'll see <laughs> who's mocking once the great Ozithoth pops out of the ground. I'll believe it when I see it. That's the name I rolled <laughs> from the tables. Yes. Okay. Nice. Uh, next up, Peggy. Two of them are on you. Yeah. Okay. Are we on the new round? Or like, do I have a turn again? No, it's there. I, I they're, go they're first. Turned. And then you oh, okay. It's their side of the screen. I thought you were saying it was Peggy's turn. My bad. No, like, I'm going gonna, gonna to stab her. Uh, actually, I have to I roll my agility. Go ahead. Roll. To see. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Two of them are stabbing at you. Uh, No, 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 no. That's a seven for the first one. Well, I'll stop right There's there. There's probably no I need mean, for the first one. Well, alive. three points of damage as a spear. Uh, I've got two HP. You don't anymore. <laughs> you take three points of damage. So, let's see. I'm dead. Negative is dead. Yeah, negative is dead. Negative is dead. Describe. Arr. Describe how he kills you, Peggy. 
So, see, the, the spear, when she had died the first time, went into the belly. And last time she was like, I already died once to that. I won't die to that again. And he was like, well, fine. Then I will just point the spear at your head. <laughs> so he just <laughs> like, stabs her right through the eye. And she was like, oh, I was not expecting that. <laughs> the last You'll be thing needed in a patch. <laughs> the last thing you hear is you fall to the ground like... Did she think I was going to miss? I'm very confused. Uh, Let's go watch the great lord come up from his slumber. And uh, let's see. Okay, so all the ones around Horatio ran. Um, However, the ground begins to shake once more. You hear the sound of a young boy scream in pain from inside the temple as he screams out, You stupid! You should have looked at the time. The stream was almost over. As he screams out in pain, the ground shakes. You see the fissures in in the road begin to widen. And you see coming up from it, almost like lava, like this greenish lava just begin not so much to erupt as it is more like ooze and more and more this viscous viscous fluid begins to, to just seep up the shrine itself begins to fall kind of around you it just kind of crumbles down no one's no one's in danger but those of you that are still alive horatio short jim gaunt definitely not peg leggy you watch as this viscous green fluid begins to form It's not just liquid. You notice that it's actually this primordial ooze that's taking this hideous giant shape. Uh, The the chimes as the shrine is kind of crumbling down kind of go off. And you can hear this like this half muted uh, four chimes, this four bell. And you can see that whatever ritual that they were trying to enact seems to have been completed. Uh, however, three of you are still alive, and it is your turn, and there is a great old one forming in front of you. What would you like to do? I think two people is enough to actually sail the ship now <laughs> I think about it. I, I do believe you're right, Kant. At least let's give us a good go. How about you, short Jim? <laughs> oh, you can see him. I can't. He's up there on the stairs, fell out on his tea kettle from the window. Let's make for the harbor. Yes, let's go. It's not like these guys can hit me. One spell a day, and I'm gonna (laughs) cast it now. All right, then, Jim. We'll see you in the other side. (laughs) Bye. As uh, as Horatio runs past Peg Leggy's body, he tries to grab a hold of her ghost and pull it out so he can tug it along with him. Okay, yeah, uh, we'll just say that actually happens as we just see this spectral... I rolled ghost when I rolled on my haunted ah, soul. Hey! There you go. <laughs> oh, Peg Leggy, you're joining the right side again. It's better to be ectoplasmic after all. We're going to go sailing. Oh, not this again. Okay. Um, Gaunt, well, they run away from the, the dude that kept missing them. Oh, my name is Gustavo de Robaldo. You can't hit me with shit. Bye. But you can see that they have turned and they're not even paying attention to you as their eyes have grown wide. They've kind of collapsed onto their knees. You can watch as their arms are just cracking and turning limp. 
and kind of almost peeling backwards like banana peels as they're just kind of looking up in great agony and pain. But at the same time, there's this ecstasy to their faces as they see their great lord rise up. This drugs. This shapeless green mass that slowly begins to form these small tendrils, these tentacles that come lashing out, smacking this building and that building. And what what are you casting, short Jim? I'd be casting clairvoyance. <laughs> what? I can ask the spirits a question. Peggy, that's probably worth ten of him. <laughs> I rolled these spells randomly, and they were bad rolls. <laughs> okay, a, a spirit pops up. Hey, what's up? What do you want to know? Oh shit, that's a great old one. You might want to get out of here, but I'll I'll answer. I am contractually obligated. It's interesting that you should say that, because I was going to ask you, should I be running right now? Oh, <laughs> you should have been running a while ago. Yay. I get to test spirit to know if he's telling the truth. Horatio <laughs> <laughs> so, grabs the ghost of Peg Leggy. The two of you are running. Gaunt, you're running. Ten, uh, these giant green tentacles are smashing down around you as the three of you are running out onto the this rickety pier. You see a large bone ship out in front of you, but you also see a smaller dinghy off to the side. Uh, so you do have that available if that's what you would prefer. Uh, Short Jim, how'd you do on your test? I rolled a two. I needed a 12. He's lying to you. You're sure of it. You're sure everything's fine. Mr. What was his name again? Steven. My name is Steven. No, no. The big guy. Oh, that's, that's Oz, Ozitho. The shapeless tide. You ain't be lying to me again, would you? Do I look like someone that could lie to you? Mr. Ozithol, might ye be looking for a first mate? And so you watch <laughs> as this giant glowing green blob turns to you. You can see like these tendrils have grown like lamprey-like mouths. One of them weaves down and you can see the lamprey mouth is right in front of you, right as you say it. And then you see it open and close as if it's considering, and then in one giant gulp, takes short Jim Gold Jr., and you see this little lump begin to pass further and further down the tendril until it disappears into the, that giant mass. Little Are you saying I don't get a defense roll? <laughs> no, I <laughs> Okay. Meanwhile, the rest of you ran... Uh, we will say that you can either take, you can see that there's some other folk that have kind of scrambled up. Some you might recognize as shipmates. Others just might be other prisoners. They've started to, to sort of bring the sail down. They're kind of pushing the bone ship away. Uh, do you climb aboard or do you try to hop oh, yeah. into one of these small dinghies and, and go that way? I'm here to be your navigator Wait. and captain. Oh, yes. Oh, no, I was saying, yeah, indeed. And we need to get on the bone ship that are peg oh, yes. Far more you... thematically correct for you two. 
Well, I that's am going in... wherever you drag my ghostly form. You only have a few hours to possess a body before you discorporate into the into the ether. So we need to take one of those bodies for you, Peg Leggy. Uh, make sure you do it where no one else can see it in the dark bowels of the ship. Thank you. I am your new captain now. Up that way. You guys <laughs> climb on board the bone ship. Gaunt, you start yelling out that you are the new captain. You look around and all of a sudden, all of the various pirates, sailors that are on this ship turn and look at you. Not a single one has a face. All of them skeletal, all of them wearing pirate gear. One of them looks at you, Gaunt, as you say that, with a very giant captain-like hat and says, Oh, Missy, I do believe you're mistaken. And we will end our adventure there. <laughs> it's, it's good to finally be back with an undead crew, I tell you. <laughs> I just All need right. to usurp this captain. It'd be great. They can't hit me anyway. That's fair. For my haunted one, I rolled I know, skeleton. I the whole time. Yeah. So now I'm imagining where like the lamprey spits out just some bones and then they get up and start running. Yeah, I think it's more like you go through the digestive tract yeah. of this elder. Out the other side. Or you land either way, in the, the middle pile of, of the belly. Jumping up. And there's a bunch of other people down here like, oh, you didn't run either. You dummy. You should have ran. <laughs> just a group of people. Of skeletons and zombies run. and ghosts. All right. Oh, All right. Man. That was Pirate Borg. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. A uh, little taste of it. Obviously, we went a little little faster with the doom clock or the psalm clock that than we probably would normally. But that's what those were, the, the chimes. Like, everything was kind of getting worse and worse. Uh, but Arr. 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 Yeah, it was Ozatho. The, the, the shapeless tide. Yeah. And it's he, called you could have attacked it him. now. We could have, he had D4 armor. Uh, he had lamprey arms that he could attack with that were worth, that did 2d8 damage. Also, once every other round, he could do his special, which allowed, which would, would have required you to test presence versus a DR14 or else one of your limbs transforms into a tentacle. Uh, but yeah. you can then use that to attack uh, for D4 plus agility damage. So There's no way he would be tougher than those two fish people at the beginning. <laughs> those guys, really they were like supermen. <laughs> they were really tough. I was uh, surprised. <laughs> I was surprised. I didn't think they were that tough. But because uh, I gave you guys like the extra things, I'm like, ah, you know, I won't give like the weakest thing. I'll, I'll do like the step up. So I did the step up, but oh, well, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everyone survived ish, 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 kind of. I'm a ghost. I'm now a ghost. Well, again, I'm captain of the ship. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Captain. Oh, no, no, no. Lieutenant. I'm, I definitely, uh, that's my name tag, actually. <laughs> Oh, Gaunt was cracking me up. <laughs> you couldn't even pronounce your own name. It's so, <laughs> so good. All right. Uh, uh, so that is it for Pirate Boy. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I imagine we'll probably bust that out from time to time again. Uh, definitely one-shot material. I, I enjoyed it. A lot of fun. Really cool. Uh, really cool book, honestly. I love this book. It's uh, It's got that perfect blend of like all that artsy mm. stuff that uh, we see in a lot of the Markborg, uh, Markborg lineage. Uh, but I just like the... I like the way it's laid out. It's so, so cool. And there's all this naval combat stuff that we didn't get into. So maybe next time we'll do a naval combat. We'll see. Now that I have a ship, yes. 
<laughs> all right uh what do we got coming up so next up so we got a couple more streams coming down the pike in the next week or so so thursday you can see everyone here but steven actually as we are playing werewolf the apocalypse the the, the new fifth edition version v5 uh so we're gonna start that up it's gonna be our session zero we're gonna form our characters our pack uh figure some stuff out and uh, get that going uh with the same crew that we did die with uh friday Aaron's going to step back into the GMC. He's going to run us through more Conan Hyborian Tales. We're getting near the end. Yeah, this is probably the second to the last episode. It could even be the finale, but I, right. I think they'll, I think it's the second to the last. All right. Very nice. We're getting close. Uh, also in a kind of watery, sunken sort of setting. So mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. similar themes. Uh, Saturday, we hopefully will be back to one ring. I think we'll, I think we'll be good to go, uh, as we are nearing the end of that. We're a couple episodes, I think, away from the big finale. Uh, Monday, another new game, another session zero, as we're going to start, uh, sort of a space sci-fi. We're going to do some Frag Empire. It's an indie game out of Australia. It just came out. The second edition just came out from Kickstarter a little while ago. Eager to give that a try. And then, Steven, what are we doing on Tuesday next week, man? I will be back to the GM seat. Uh, thank you, Jeff and Aaron, for running a few one-shots to fill in while I was doing some campaign prep. We will be playing Marvel Multiverse. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of an X-Men theme because some people here might be fans. Jeff is a super fan. He he told me I had to run it. Uh, if I was going to stay on the channel, I, it would be X-Men. I it really is. do like X-Men. <laughs> like, like, this is the best choice you could have made. Is, is X-Men. X-Men are my favorite Marvel team too. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I, I, no, no, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. the only choice he could have made. I, I, I agree <laughs> with Kipser. Oh, yes. I, think, I think Marvel's definitely the best way to go. Yeah, uh, that'll be exciting. The best way to go. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, okay. So thanks to everyone going out tonight. Thanks to those of you who threw out some bits. Got the hype train going earlier on. Thank you to the thank you for the raid litching hour. Uh, and uh, I think we're going to pay it forward. Let's see. Let's go ahead and raid Happy Jack's RPG. Can't, I think they're playing. Is that Blade Runner? They might be playing Blade Runner. It looks like the font for Blade Runner, but I could be wrong. Anyhow, follow the raid. If you haven't followed our channel here on Twitch, please do so. If you're watching this later, if you find us on YouTube, Adventures and all that, subscribe over there. And that's it. Have a great rest of your week. Come join us on Thursday. Bye-bye.